Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, hi, Fidelity. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> uh, we just got done reviewing, uh, apparently, your favorite film. Um, just yeah. a few minutes ago, wrapped up that hour and 45 minutes. Uh, so if you have uh, are hearing this, it may or may not be up already, but just want to... Give that a if you're plug. if you're hearing this on Wednesday or Thursday, you probably won't he, you, it won't be up. But I'll probably put it up Friday night. So uh, keep an eye out for it on Friday, and uh, yeah, go check that out. It's one of my uh, one of my favorite reviews we've done because it's it's definitely like I said, it's definitely one of my favorite movies, probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh, but joining us for that and joining us this week on the main show is Ladonna uh, back again. This week, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks Welcome. for having me. I am joined also by my spring allergies, which I think we're all having. <laughs> yeah. It snowed today in Wisconsin. <clears throat> it snowed after four straight days of rain. It's fucking snowing. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and 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 my voice is a little shot too from the from the thing we recorded and from trying to do the fucking Jack Black. For, yeah, we're <laughs> it, it's definitely it's definitely getting there. So we will uh, bear with us, folks. Yes, but yes, yeah, so. Um, we, you know, obviously, again, we have to get into yet another police shooting. Um, and we were talking about before we went on air uh, about like w- getting them mixed up because there's so many fucking shootings happening in the same time period and in the same area. Like this is like, you know, th- there's a trial going on right now about George Floyd's fucking murderer, uh, uh, Der- uh, uh, Chauvin, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and while that was going on, uh, minute cops in Minnesota uh, killed another fucking kid. Uh, Less 20 than ten year- miles away from where that trial is happening, just right, yeah. right, yeah. Dante Wright uh, was got pulled over uh, driving uh, for, with an air freshener. Right, well, yeah, he got pulled over because he had an expired tag, and then the cop said that that his air freshener was illegally obstructing it. Like, just <laughs> literally Stop. the stupidest shit, right? So, and, you know, and so whatever things escalated and then the cop uh, claims that they're pulling out their taser and yelled taser, taser, taser uh, and shot him with the Glock uh, and killed him. Uh, And, you know, again, this is it's just such bullshit. Yeah. Whoopsie. I get those confused all the time. You know, one happens to be 10 pounds and all black and, you know, smooth. And one happens to be completely fucking bright neon yellow and like two pounds. So Kim Potter, the officer who <clears throat> shot him, uh, right. has was has been a cop longer than he's been alive. She's a trainer. Yeah, she's a fucking trainer. She's the head of the police union. Yeah. So she resigned the, today, know, though, right? Or yesterday? She resigned today and was arrested today on second degree murder. So manslaughter. You know. she, she's second degree manslaughter. They charge her with, which is right. Real fucking. Almost, yeah, I nothing. ran over your dog. Whoopsie. Yeah, um, right. So the the idea that okay, so the taser is never on the side where you draw from with, with your active service weapon. If no, you're right handed, that gun's on your right hand side. Right. If you're left handed, your guns on the right hand are on the left hand side. You never would change that, right? <clears throat> so the idea that she was confused is laughable right and right. and i just want to read you a little a bit here this is from uh two paragraphs here from uh, an article uh i don't know where it was i just took the the thing so there was a quote here from uh, sergeant betsy bratner smith spokeswoman for the national police association and a retired 29 year veteran of the Naperville <clears throat> police department in illinois said it's not like she looked at her gun and thought it was a taser 
this is a horrible, horrible motor glitch that could happen in high-stress situations. A motor glitch. Yeah, like you. Imagine we tried to use it. Whoopsie. Imagine a citizen tried to use that as a defense. Yeah. Do you think we'd get away with motor, it? It's totally a motor glitch. Yeah. So, so she goes yeah. on here and says, "I liken it to when you get into a rental car and go to start it up. You automatically reach for what's familiar to you before realizing that you're not in your car. The same issue could have happened here with the taser." <laughs> So this is exactly the same. This, accidentally using a gun instead of a taser is the new, I thought this was my apartment, so I shot its actual owner defense. Right. Yeah. And, and someone you know went back and looked through headlines. Apparently, this is a very common lie that cops tell when they shoot somebody is that they thought they were going for their taser. Now, like you mentioned, so number one, she's, she's a, literally a trainer. So she trains other officers on how to fucking conduct themselves. And I guarantee you, you know, like we were talking about with the Chauvin trial, these cops are absolutely giving extracurricular training on how to fucking, you know, can, can cover your ass when you in- inevitably fucking murder a black person. They probably uh, have a book with the list of excuses and they just, you know. Right. And, and literally, and she literally, the second she pulls it out, starts yelling taser, which I'm sure that, you know, that that's not, you know, th- 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 she knew exactly what she was doing. Did it's she bright yellow taser? and you're yeah. looking at it and it's in your hand. You can fucking see it. Right, right. And it <laughs> feels different. It's like, what? Like, the, the weight is significantly different. It's significantly heavier, the gun. And, like you said, it, it's always, the gun is always on your your drawing hand. So for her, it would be her right hip. Well, this, this is where the analogy... The cross-drawn. Yeah, the analogy that this other police <clears throat> union person, they, they said, you know, when she says, it's like getting into a rental car and going to start it up and you reach for what's familiar... No, it's not. It's like being in your own car, jamming it in reverse, slamming on the accelerator, and being surprised when you didn't go forward. That's right, what it right. Is. Or they'd be like, oh, I thought that's where the brake was. No, it's not. It's never been You're, there. The, you know- the gun is in the same place it's been for her for 26 years. And even right. if, hypothetically, it was some kind of motor thing, why is she so comfortable drawing her gun and not the taser, right? Well, so if you're going to use one, shouldn't the taser be the one you use more often? Even that, though, he's still in the car, right? right. So they, they quoted in the same article another guy. This is uh, Dennis Keeney, uh, a John Jay College of Criminal Justice professor and former Florida police officer, uh, said Officer Kim Potter did not appear to be in a situation where somebody was on top of her and she was fighting for her life. This was a situation in which it is questionable whether a taser was even necessary. Right. Yeah, Andre, right. there's literally, so, I mean, and this, you know, and again, you know, your thoughts on cars aside, there's no reason that cops need to be doing physical fucking traffic enforcement for things like fucking expired well, tags. That's, and, yeah, that's what they always say is if, if the car starts moving at any point while they're talking to the, sus, you know, the suspects, right. that they could be run over, so they have to shoot the driver, right? And if you right. look at, um, if you look at the <laughs> that's, statistics... That's I, I was actually looking at statistics of, uh, you know, was the subject armed when the police shot them? And the police uh, uh, say that being in a vehicle is considered to be armed. So it's about 10% of the people that police shoot, they claim that the vehicle was the thing that the suspect was armed with. <laughs> what? Right. So now right. if I accidentally hit someone with my car who's not a cop, then, then it's, you know, no charges. I didn't see them or whatever. Right, but right. If, but it's, if a cop gets their toll run over, that's attempted murder, and I have to shoot them 16 times. It, it's literally just, they literally have it so that they 
can they, they have every justification imaginable just so they're allowed to legally murder people like that's literally and again i don't know why they don't just become lifelong military members if that's what they fucking want like if that's what you want to do you can easily go fucking join the army well, and go to fucking kabul and go that's fucking, what they, you know. they they already did that See, right, that's right. true. Twenty yeah, right. percent of the police are are former veterans, and they were like, "Well, I right. want to be a soldier forever, so I'm going to go be a police officer." Right, right, and couldn't make it into Blackwater because they weren't elite enough. So then it's just like, and oh, somebody, fuck. somebody tweeted it this week, but it was basically saying, you know, mm. white people, let's be honest, none of us ever get stopped, and they mention an air freshener. Like I've never once oh, yeah, heard no, that when I've been I've pulled never over been stopped for things like that. No, no, I actually did dare. get stopped. Right. I got stopped once stupidly for something, but it's also I'm pretty sure the cop couldn't see like into the car to see who I was. So it very, very much was like a, an inquisitory stop to be like, oh, is this some black person driving? But like I was literally driving home one night and it was really late. And like they said, I was I was uh, not I was going too slow. I was driving suspiciously slow and I had like crossed the the double. Ye- I didn't cross the double yellow, but I was like my tire had touched the double yellow. So they wanted to be sure I wasn't impaired. So, like, it was clearly, like, you know, and I was on, like, a country back road. So, it was like, oh, you know, is this somebody I can fucking well, this is, this harass is why or not? The, I didn't what, get a ticket for that, are, by the way, either. Yeah. Yeah. Because so this, this is what kid. people are talking about when they say a pretextual stop, where right. they have all these little, you know, technicalities they can Take pull you over shit. for. But the pretext is they want to they find out if a black person is driving that car. Right. right and and yeah. whatever they can actually and it used to be oh well does the car smell like weed well now we can get them right. for that well they can't do that now or at least most states they can't do that a lot now of states, right so you know but the pretext is is the driver black right 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 because then because then obvious other suspicious activities must be occurring is what they think um yeah yeah and again like you know things like speeding things like you know expired licenses all that shit can be handled via mail, via cameras, like for, you know, like by a speed camera. Like, and I'm not, you know, saying I want cameras everywhere either. I mean, I'm not saying that, but they already are, though. That's the thing. But I mean, uh, yeah. A, they already are. And there's no reason that there can't be a separate unarmed fucking division of traffic enforcement that's not part of the fucking police. Like, there's no reason that can't be like, you know, just the equivalent of like a random civil servant job that, like, you know, if if you happen to be spe- if you if you insist on having a physical human sitting on the highway to catch people speeding, that it can't be you know an unarmed fucking civil servant who's not going to immediately heighten and bring a gun into a situation where there does not need to be one at right. all. Like, right. there's no reason for that shit. And if you happen to pull somebody over and run their license plate and they're like a, a wanted criminal, then you just call the cops. You don't fucking get out of your car and go over to them and like you know you know there's no like there's no there's no pretext where like the the the, that needs to be enforced by fucking roided out maniacs with guns like there's no reason that needs to be done but but what if they don't have guns and people realize they don't have to pull over and they can just keep driving then you and again this is the same as like the the thing last week about the let them run you just let them run is it worth fucking murdering somebody over you know like it's just then you let them run you have their license you know who they are you can certainly go pick them up at their house later what, for... what if the car is stolen <laughs> i'm just you know this is all the things they say i know, I they... know but it's like the, but again to me that's like yes but who cares like that it, is it worth killing is it worth somebody's life over a piece of stolen fucking 
property. Like, you know, like well, apparently Joe what? Biden thinks it is. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's a fucking lunatic that loves the fucking cops, loves the military. Um, he, he, he threw that one little fucking tidbit in to make it seem like he was actually doing something good where he's like, I'm going to make sure all troops are out of Afghanistan by September 11th of 2021. We'll, we'll fucking see about that. He said troops were going to be out of Afghanistan in 2014. Um, and we knew that went, we know how well that went. So, uh, I'm sure there'll be some bombing car bombing pretext, for keeping troops there to protect, you know, the fire or whatever, or you know, I'm not going to give the control back to the Taliban, whatever stupid fucking pretext it'll be, it will be the case, but there's no way we're actually leaving Afghanistan yeah. this year. Um, I mean, I think it's hilarious. He said nine 11, like acknowledging that we went there because <laughs> of nine 11 is, you know, it's like they, he already, I mean, they already said in 2012 that we were going to be totally gone by 2014. Joe Biden tweeted right. that. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And and now we're still there. So if you believe that Joe Biden's being honest now, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. 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 Um, yeah. So, you know, again, and again, you mentioned they they they're charging her with uh, secondary manslaughter, which is like fucking literally almost nothing. Um, but unfortunately, because she's smart, she knows how to fucking get away with murdering somebody. She knew that she had to yell taser 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 and that she had to yell oh shit after she shot him to make it seem like she didn't know what she was doing so it's gonna be very hard to convict her of anything even manslaughter you know or maybe that that that's like maybe the max you'll be able to convict her with because they did she knows exactly what to do to get out of you know to get off scot-free murdering somebody that, that but, that's i mean really the question is why like if you've been on the force that long you can retire with with a full pension Right. So like why why go out like this? When you I don't know think, like, Right. You know, when you know that there's gonna be national uproar, you know, it's coming into the summer months, I mean, there's gonna be all this you know. So I, like it, it, to some degree I think it's just it's it's not like uh you It know. is instinctual, but it's also an inst an instinctual I mean, that's, it is the reason that, you know, a lot of people who talk about police reform, and I think they're obviously short-sighted where they make, make it seem like it's all training, but implicit bias is a real thing where, like, you are implicitly biased to, to think that you're in more danger than you are. But she also has the instincts, to, the cop instincts that kick in of how am I going to cover this up immediately? I mean, it's the oh, same yeah, thing. With, there's right. absolutely that. I, I don't think that she didn't make a mistake. I just think that, like, the, the mistake she made was to instinctually go like reach for the the most lethal weapon because yeah right when oh, they say she knew she was they need for more gun, they right. need more training they say well most officers don't actually get any training on the taser they just you know they and they say oh well the taser charges are really expensive like you don't have to fucking actually fire a real electrical wire to train with using your other hand to draw the thing that doesn't weigh as much as a fucking you know <laughs> Uh, right. Glock, right? So, but that's the thing is, is they talked about in one of the other articles I wrote is that they have a bunch of different tools at their disposal, but the one that they actually train with nonstop is the gun. So, right. some mm-hmm. part of her brain, even though she, you know, maybe intended to use the taser and just, you know, only maybe kill him, uh, you know, instinctually reached for the one that absolutely would kill him. Right. So, yeah, right. I think that that was probably. You know, it was a, a an actual mistake, but it was at, you know, the reason was because the the training there and the bias there is to look at every black kid in a car as a criminal. Oh, air freshener, reach for the gun, kill him. Right, right, right. 
Right. Right. And, and like you said, there was no reason for her to pull out the taser in the first place in that situation. So she just instinctively, you know, her instinct is to neutralize someone she views as a violent threat to her, even though he was posing no threat to her whatsoever. Yeah. Literally prone, seated, you well, know, in you a know, car. The woman walks into the wrong apartment and immediately see, you know, sees a black guy there and immediately pulls her gun and shoots him dead. You know, right. like, do, do I think that she didn't accidentally walk into the wrong apartment? No, but her reaction was completely inappropriate <laughs> because right. Right. she's in the doorway. He's on the other side of the apartment and her first instinct is to murder him. Right. Like if I had if I was carrying a gun on me and like somebody was had broken to my house, my and if I did happen to pull the gun, my first instinct, my last instinct would be to shoot them. My first right. instinct would be like, don't move. Right. I'm call, you know, I'm calling somebody get on the ground with your head. Like, you know, I, th- my last instinct would be immediately shoot at somebody without figuring it without taking a second to assess your fucking situation. And, and your that's surroundings. The, the normal mindset. But the mindset of law enforcement and I, I have people like this in my family actually is there's us and then there's thugs and it is always going to be them before it's going to be me so you know if they're going to you know make an error or whatever it's it's always going to be erring on the side of killing the other person they literally make like patches and coins that say like better to be judged by 12 than carried out by six or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. whatever their stupid saying they think is clever is meaning it's better to face a jury than have to be carried out by you know six pallbearers at your own funeral and it's like no, then don't be a fucking cop. Like go go fucking work in a toll booth. Like if you're if you're that terrified of humans and human interaction that you think everyone's trying to murder you at all times, like go fucking work a remote job. Like if you don't want if you're that terrified of interacting with other people. Yeah, if and this is want... why go ahead, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. I, that, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, and this is why Rashida's tweet on this was so I I think really brave and groundbreaking. Did you want to talk about that, comrade? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, because we've been talking about the uh, fraud squad here more and more, about what letdowns they've become. But uh, Rashida impeached the motherfucker to leave, who we we talked about last week has been really focused on her own district and and being a Detroiter and not giving a fuck about what the national conversation thinks about what she says. She tweeted out, this wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Uh, Jonte White was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. So, obviously, MAGA's lost their fucking mind. Liberals (laughs) lost their fucking mind. They're like, you're just hurting our party. You can't say stuff like that. You know, the the Jane Gungers of the world saying, oh, no, 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 you can't can't, can't say abolish ice. You know, that whole routine. Um, and I, you know, somebody, his pockets. Yeah. I've been getting uh, notifications still from just hundreds of people replying to my tweet, which all I said in response to one of these idiots was, uh, you know, some guy was like, this is, let's see, I'm trying to find it now. I had, I don't know. So I had some, some aspiring cop about, some aspiring cops said some comment yeah, about some wannabe cop. And of course now they're just going crazy and be like, abolish the, you know, she oh, said abolish the it. police. She said defund the police, and like as as though like you know they think that like only Black Lives Matter activists can say that, and once you're a congressperson, like you can't say that. Right. And she fucking said it. Right. Which is the way the most of her colleagues end up, you know, acting is they're all they have a lot of talk before they get in the office, and then they're worried about their image or their seats or whatever. And then, but she, you know, like we mentioned last week, is she has an activist background. She's not. 
a fucking person who is trying to be a career politician. She has a background in organizing and she doesn't, she never forgets who she is, like unlike the rest of them. And, and that's not saying she never makes a vote that I disagree with or that she doesn't do shit, but she does, seems very much like she's the least image focused and celebrity focused of all of the, the she has the maturity members. and she's really comfortable right. in her shoes. Yeah. She knows who she is. Right. But so the, the tweet you were talking about the, this Kyle Becker dickhead. Oh uh, yeah. I found it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's a, this is a mind numbingly stupid bit of incitement from a sitting Congresswoman. And he works for Fox news. So, you know, that right. he knows what he's talking about. And I, I replied to him, be quiet, Kyle, the old, the adults are talking. And there's been like 90 replies to my tweet. Um, for that so uh but yeah rashida's real original tweet got 9.8 thousand uh, rts and twenty three thousand likes on it uh 21 000 replies so she still has is not being ratioed at this point no because it's it's too good it's too good of a tweet to be ratioed even by even even though she pissed off members of both but even though she pissed off all <laughs> of the right wing and all of the shit libs that she has to go to work with she's still <laughs> still it's still such a popular sentiment about, among actual humans civil you know civilians that it's like well uh, and it, yeah go yeah ahead. yeah it, no it, d- yeah it's a, it brought back the um the conversation around what does defund mean? Is that the right word? Should it be abolish all of that? And so this person, angry staffer, some resistance person who worked in the White House, I guess, when Trump was first there, says, and yes, I'm aware that defund the police doesn't actually mean defund the police. That's why it's an awful slogan. I'm like, no, actually, for a lot of us, it, it really does mean no, yeah, defund, but- like abolish, get rid of entirely, you know, reimagine entirely you know, what we do need for law enforcement, if anything. Uh, yeah, we, we really do mean take it away. It's gone. You cannot How take something How about imprison the police? Would that, would that work better for you? About, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about tar and feather the, like, right. It's not, yeah, no, we're not trying to, like, do, like, bullshit Obama, you know, meaningless reforms, quote unquote, that's not reform the police. It's completely reinvent what policing and enforcement of of laws or norms is in this country because right well you gotta understand though that the defund the police is just a snappy slogan remember when obama went up on stage and said (laughs) that you know that uh change doesn't come from snappy slogans they come from uh empty sentimentality like yes we can that's the kind of slogan we can all get behind (laughs) right right or hope and change or you know that's the sort of concrete policy position (laughs) that that obama was known for you know you can hopey changey rearrangey <laughs> I hate that motherfucker so much. It's unreal. Do you, do, we um, didn't play it on the show, but I just that that fucking clip of uh, Pelosi where she's doing a Zoom thing and she's like, uh, "Around here, we don't say open sesame; we say open Biden." <laughs> what? Get then it? Should, then then Get she it? shot in her adult diaper and because it because yeah, it's Biden. Bi- like she explains her fucking oh, joke. Oh God! Because yeah. nobody laughed. Because everyone was like, "What? Like, it's what? <laughs> not even a joke." What are you saying? I still have it bookmarked. If you want to fucking old play fucking it real bat. quick here, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we, we, it's fine. We'll <laughs> maybe I'll insert it later. But um, yeah. So uh, you know, it's just just a fucking joke. Um, but again, she probably won't face any actual consequences. Um, what do you have any updates on the Chauvin trial? Because I know you've been following that pretty closely. Oh, I tried watching more of it today, and I, it was just it was so disgusting. They were uh, basically saying they're, they're painting everything on the fentanyl, right? Which the coroner, when the, he testified, said there was so little fentanyl. We did a second test because we wanted to make sure it was 
wasn't a mistake with the test because the level was so low wow. that it was like within the margin of error that it could have not been any at all. Right. And now they're kind of trying to post these pictures where they're like, oh, it looks like he has something in his mouth. And they're trying to make it seem as though, you know, he had a bunch of drugs on him and he took them right when the police showed up. And that's why this happened. And they had some expert witness trying to say, oh, you see that little white dot in his mouth? Well, that's that's could have been a pill. And it's like. But the coroner said there wasn't any in his system. So what what you're trying to say that something was in his mouth couldn't have been. And again, it's a it's a single still frame from a a cam from a you know body cam. Right. Like, not the best they're not footage. exactly high resolution, <laughs> right? So yeah, I was just just just, just uh, <clears throat> disgusted and turned it off um, today. I couldn't stand watching that. Right, and, and this is just this is the same shit that you saw in the OJ trial. They would just concoct like the story of the week where they were like, "All right, well, what's the angle that we could?" And all it is is muddy the waters. Like he doesn't think the, the defense lawyer doesn't think any of this shit's gonna land. It's all just muddy the waters to the point where people throw up their hands and say, "Well, I guess we can't really know because right, you know." He's just trying to get just, one juror to to have something to cling to, right? And say, you know, I can't. I can't find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So he's trying to get a hung jury, basically. He knows right. it's not going to go over with everybody because most people on that jury probably aren't racist lunatics, but he only needs one. <laughs> he only needs one. Right. Who's who's probably already look if there and if there is one, that person's probably already trying to fight their good sense of like, oh well, obviously I see on video that this he clearly murdered him with the the other part of his brain that's saying like yeah but you know like he's just trying to give that guy enough excuse to say yeah but you know what i'm gonna just hang this i'm gonna i'm gonna hang this whole thing up because you know there's enough doubt in my mind like that's right that's all he's trying to do there's another clip we won't play it today but there's a, a clip where he um the uh defense attorney total racist shithead is interrogating this witness, trying to say, "Well, you were angry, right? You were angry. You people are. Oh, I that's, saw that. that's how you. <laughs> yeah. Week. Well, we should play that next week. Um, I have that bookmark too, but I've been meaning to get around to that. It was from very early on in the trial, but right. uh, I, that, that's why I didn't want to watch more of it because I was so pissed off about right. that lawyer that I was like, I can't watch too much of this before I'm, I'm just going to go fucking ballistic. <laughs> right. Right. There was um, actually a, a positive story, though, when we're talking about lawsuits. Um, yeah. A fired Buffalo, Buffalo police officer won her lawsuit to get her pension. She had been let go because um, she tried to stop a fellow officer that was doing a chokehold on someone, um, oh, wow. black female. She stopped him, and um, they didn't like it so much, and she was let go, and this was like 15 years ago. And um, she's been, you know, trying to sue all these years to get back, you know, her pension and all the time she lost. And she finally won. They overturned all the previous decisions and basically, you know, said that she was right to do what she did. And so shouldn't that be the other way around where you have your pension all that time? And if they want to take it away from you, like they have to go through all the legal hurdles to take it away. You would would think that that would be the right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, this is what happens. This is why there are no good cops because if there is someone that has like a fucking sense of decency, they're terrorized by their fellow fucking cops until they leave and, you know, have their lives ruined. Um, If anyone tries to do the right thing, that's why you always see them stand by while their colleagues are beating the shit out of somebody or shooting somebody or tasering the, you know, that's just, yeah, that's, that's, that's their whole fucking MO. And they think Um, that it's going to look weak in front of bystanders. Like if they, if bystanders see one cop trying to interfere with the other, 
then they're like, oh, we don't look like we're in control. We got to have a united front and always be in control and never contradict each other. You know, never, never, you know, disagree with me in front of the rest of the crew, that kind of right. thing. Well, and ultimately, I think what they cited, they said that because, in essence, she was protecting a civilian, you know, that, that she did the right thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, she she had only Jesus. worked, I think, a year or so or, or two years. You know, she was only that far into it. So she was credited back with 19 years towards her job. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, we'll still get a pension. So um, finally, some good news. And I guess there was a law made as a result of it, Carriel's Law. Um, and there's some work happening in Buffalo with the city council and other things to, to make this change. So, you know, as hard as it is, there are some positive things happening amidst all this shit. Right. The Buffalo PD, of course, just, just real, real fucking gentle souls. <laughs> you know, we remember that fucking, that clip of them shoving down an 80-year-old fucking man for, for no reason cracking a skull open that was the buffalo pd so they're just real real great fucking you know roided out freaks oh yeah that, when, that the, when the cop reaches down to help him another cop like pulls oh, him back and right like, don't help that guy <laughs> right it makes us look guilty right right yeah that was that was exactly right. what that was right all right so let's um let's move on to the uh fukushima uh story because that uh, you know I, I think we all saw that the other day and it was uh infuriating and i'm also just like baffled by by the fact that that's allowed to happen um but so for people that don't know uh you know of course the fukushima uh nuclear reactor melted down uh when was that 2013 like that was not it was 2011 10 years ago okay yeah 2011 um so the the wastewater from that meltdown um you know they're, they're they're still storing it and they don't know what to do with it so apparently the Japanese government is just going to release that into the fucking ocean. Um, and and the U.S. is is backing it because, you know, China doesn't want them to do it. And apparently that's I, I have to assume that's the only reason that the U.S. is backing them or, you know, and, right. and also our lack of care for for anything to do with the environment. But it, it's it's baffling that like the, just the PR alone that the U.S. wouldn't oppose it or try to take steps to block it well that's the advantage of being in the g20 is you can do whatever the fuck you want to do to the environment right they're all we're right. all buddies together right well and why does so, it have to go anywhere they're storing it somewhere now why can't they they're just... out of room they're out of room they gotta okay. they gotta start getting rid of it i mean when you say wastewater you know we're not talking about like human wastewater we're right. talking about radioactive <laughs> right, we're talking right. about water that is radioactive that has been in a nuclear reactor that is so toxic that it'll kill you we're gonna dump that in the ocean and we're gonna keep dumping in the ocean because they have to keep cooling this thing down so it doesn't melt through the crust of the planet so the this this you know indefinitely right like hundreds of millions of tons of radioactive wastewater that we've accumulated in just 10 years that's gonna happen again in another 10 years and another 10 years for about the next hundred thousand years Right, the right. half life of this shit is is right longer than than human existence. So it's like, yeah, literally. God damn. Yeah, but no, but yeah, everyone on the left just keep talking about how nuclear energy is a totally a, a great bridge to gr- to clean energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- th- this is yeah. it's just a fucking great. No, even nobody if thinks reactor- that. Nobody thinks that unless they're paid to. Like I, I guarantee somebody if if they're on Twitter yeah. and they're like, oh, nuclear Maybe. power, like they have a, a vested interest in it. I've somewhere. seen like people. I've that, seen them. I mean, yeah. I've seen people that not that necessarily I know, but I know from Twitter who I wouldn't suspect of being paid otherwise. Who just re- have really dumb opinions on that. Maybe they were influenced by people who were paid, you know. But I, right, it, 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 it could it be something as simple me, right? as you know, you donate money to an environmental group 
who also gets money from the nuclear industry to tell right. people why nuclear is good. Right. right? And right. like, well, I donate to, you know, gr- the Green Action Network, and they said nukes are good, and I don't want to feel like I got ripped off by the, you know, the people that call my house uh, five times a month <laughs> asking for donations. So I'm, I'm on board with nukes because they told me it's good. And, right. you know, it, it could be something. I wonder what Josh that, Fox but... thinks of nuclear energy. <laughs> Doesn't really God. talk about, about how bad nuclear energy is too often. I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, he's, he's a paragon of virtue. So, uh, but no, I, yeah. And again, it's just like, look, even if your reactor was fail proof, which is just not a thing, it doesn't right. exist. I mean, it, it's just, it, you know, they, they break down. It's, it's fucking infrastructure. And as we know, in this country, infrastructure, um, is atrocious and never maintained properly um, and is, is constantly at threat of, of collapse or, you know, uh, an accident. So even if by some minor miracle, you're, you're, you built the perfect fucking nuclear reactor that was, that would, that was completely fail safe and would never melt down. You still have nowhere to store all of the waste byproduct from that reactor. And what they do now is just fucking bury it. And you know, that's, it's not probably a great thing to just be burying radioactive waste in the fucking soil, you know, ad infinitum. Can if you they could, if we... they would send it to space, but then that's, you know, space pollution. <laughs> right. It, it, it's just, you're right. It's like, where are we going to, what are we going to ruin with this? Fu- and again, it's so unnecessary because we don't, there are not that many nuclear plants operating in America anymore. There's no, it, it, it's like coal. There's no reason to start remining coal because there's not a call for it anymore. There's no reason to, put any money or effort into nuclear energy when you could just put it into completely clean fucking well, green energy. There, like, there won't be any new money put into building nuclear power plants. I can guarantee that um, simply because the financial liability makes it so expensive to insure right, right. that no, no industry wants to take it on, right? Like nobody right. wants to be liable for the next Fukushima. Right. And and there have been we talked about this before, but there have been uh US states who defaulted on the bonds for new nuclear projects and projects and it decimated their state's credit rating. Hmm. You know, really? you think like you think like like, you know, credit ratings are just things that regular people have. Well, you know, governments have them too. <laughs> and right, if you right. you know, default on bonds on a ten billion dollar nuclear project and then that's like, oh shit, that's not like we don't want to do that again. <laughs> right. 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 But just well, having foresight, yeah. you know, when you when you mentioned, you know, oh, these things are, you know, there's it's it's so safe. It'll never happen. Well, Titanic was unsinkable and it sunk the first fucking right. trip. Right. This this arrogance that mankind has that, you know, we can uh, if we just have enough tubes underground, then all the cars can go fast. They're only <laughs> slow right now because they don't have enough tubes. You need more tubes right. and they go faster. This just like, you know, like the. Oh, the submarine will fit through the cave to the kids and rescue them. If only we can just, you know, get the boring company down there and tunnel for a few months. What the kids don't have Elon Musk air is, is the perfect embodiment of all these different <laughs> methods of arrogance of the arrogance of men because he really is. He's like the most arrogant, fucking idiotic. But it, and there's always another one and another one. Rich and these guy. these people that follow Elon Musk, his little his online trolls that you know whatever terrible idea he has they're like well it must be good because he's rich <laughs> right, you know right. we're we're still fucking stuck in that i mean whoever thought it was a good idea to build uh you know uh, four nuclear reactors on the edge of the ocean on a oh, new God, on a fucking right. tectonic fault line because that's what happened was the, not? was it it wasn't it was the fucking it was the uh you know the earthquake happened 
Right. right. But then it was the tsunami that hit the thing and knocked out the generators that were there to keep the power going, to keep the reactors from not exploding. <clears throat> That's what happened. It was the tsunami knocked out those generators, electric generators, that were supposed to keep those reactors cool in the event of an earthquake didn't work. And that's why you, you know, go back and watch the, f- the footage of those reactors exploding. And it's chilling to think that somebody thought that was a good place to put that. Right. Or any, and, and when you see those explosions, it's like, why would somebody put that anywhere on earth? Right. Like where people live, like, you know, like outside of, outside of the fucking, I mean, and again, I wouldn't, recommend this either but like outside of like antarctica where like nobody fucking like this it's just completely fucking asinine to to allow that to to happen and there is no good place i mean you know there's literally no good place the middle of the u.s it's tornado alley you know what i mean you've got other places where there are hurricanes there is no good place right and we're exacerbating all of those things with our continued fucking you know use of fossil fuel so it's like there's literally not a single place on earth where it'd be safe to put something that is that reliant on not being hit by a major weather they could put a a nuclear power plant in tornado alley and a tornado is not going to go through four feet of concrete. But the reason why they don't put it there is because they don't have enough water. They always put it next to a huge body of water because if it does go right. into meltdown, you have to cool they it. need to have billions of tons of water to cool down. And that, of course, is going to pollute that body of water. You know, and, and right. in a lot of cases, that's not even the ocean. That's our drinking water. The Great Lakes, there's Great nuclear lakes. power plants all along the shore of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Right. Fucking Indian and, Point in New York. Yeah, yeah. same thing. The fucking what's what's the the guy that did um, the revolution will not be televised. What's his name? Um, oh fuck! Oh. Um, God damn! I, yeah, I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, so I feel stupid. I didn't plan this as one of my notes, but he had a song called uh, "The Night We Almost Lost Detroit" about when the nuclear Gil power Scott plant that Gil Scott Heron. Thank you. Um, there was a nuclear meltdown at this plant, in 1967, that wasn't publicized public didn't know about it <laughs> like they knew about three three mile island right and it almost went into meltdown and you know it would have like if you think detroit's bad now just imagine what it would have looked like with a, a nuclear explosion right and there's still an active fucking nuclear plant in new york indian point which uh they basically were conflicting reports that it was leaking into the fucking the lake that it's sitting next to that they used to cool it um, but, but basically it's completely crumbling. The infrastructure is completely crumbling and nobody wants to do anything about it. And like Cuomo, if he wanted to, could shut it down tomorrow, but you know, it's Andrew, I mean, the Andrew Cuomo's his own fucking, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but if it, anybody just, thinks that we're getting the truth about this stuff though, about how safe no, things really are, not. no, we're not, <laughs> which is why when you hear like, oh, it might be leaking. It's like, oh, it's so much Definitely worse than leaking. that. Like, yeah. you know, it's so much worse than that. Right. So yeah, there's it's just not a safe technology. It's not a safe uh, you know, method. And the fact that it doesn't produce emissions is is like, you know, <laughs> again, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do that don't produce emissions that I wouldn't recommend doing to generate energy. Like it's just not Well, it's, it, it's the psychotic. insane thing is that we already, you know, all life on this earth exists because of nuclear energy, you know? And it's it's at the speed of light about eight minutes away, just sitting there right, for right. billions of years, <laughs> cranking out nuclear energy, you know, so that you could walk outside and get a tan, you know, or <laughs> it's, it's the, all the plants grow and you can eat the plants because of that nuclear energy creating photosynthesis and you can get nutrients and proteins and calcium from plants and because of the fucking sun. Right. So we got all the nuclear energy we could ever possibly want. It's, you know, you, it's, it's, 
you almost are kind of like, I, I get why people thought there was a God, because the fucking sun comes up and gives all the life we'd ever possibly need. Like, somebody must have planned all this, that it's such a well-designed system. Oh, no, we're going to do, we're going to fucking, we're going to have little bits of that nuclear energy and put it on the ground and on our water, like, but that's probably bad, right? Oh, we're going to do it anyway? Oh, okay, okay. Right, right. <laughs> like, right, we didn't need to do any of that shit. It was all done right. purely for the sake of ego and for the sake of profit. Right. No, 100%. God. All right. Well, um, yeah, oh yeah, you wanted to, we wanted to touch briefly on the the Ecuador uh, Assange thing and the ACA thing uh, before we got out of here. So what, what was going, what was the, you know, and I, I do remember seeing something to this effect, but the reason basically Ecuador uh, reversed course on, on giving Assange asylum, which they did for nine years, something, a, a, a very long time. Seven uh, years, but yeah, it's a long okay. time to be trapped in the, the linen closet of the uh, Ecuadorian embassy in London. <laughs> um, yeah, remember that Guardian piece where they, they said that uh, one of Trump's people had secretly met with Assange at the embassy three different times? Mm-hmm. It's like, and they didn't, they didn't even retract it. It was like, there's no possible way to sneak into the embassy right. three different times. The most heavily surveilled embassy in the world because they want to arrest Assange, and somehow this guy from Trump's people like snuck in. Anyway, ridiculous. But so Ecuador had been, you know, fairly left leaning, and that's why they offered Assange sanctuary. But more and more pressure was being put on Ecuador, and they just had an election, and like a far right guy just beat the the leftist guy there. Which of course, you know, even though that what well, he wasn't expected to win, that'll be totally fine with the OAS. They won't have any problem with that kind of turnout with the election. No, of course. Um but <clears throat> they somebody pointed out on Twitter that, you know, it was only a month um they were only a month apart that when they turned their back on Assange and kicked him out and he was arrested that Ecuador received a $4.2 billion loan from the Inter- uh, International Monetary Fund, the IMF. So, totally coincidental. <laughs> yeah, and, and they play politics all the time. You know, Venezuela asked for a loan from the IMF, and IMF said no, because we think Juan Guaido is the real president, <laughs> so we're not going to give you that money, <laughs> even during a pandemic. Right. And it's not even giving it. It's a fucking loan. So basically, the United States, you know, they we control the IMF. And we pretend as though it's it's an international thing. It's not. It's right. not at all. Um, but in in doing some research here, I found this really funny uh, description of the IMF because a lot of people are just like, "What is the IMF?" You know. And I was kind of reading from these two guys um, from a DC think tank called the American Action Forum. Again, just like it, it, the the forum is basically just two dudes named Gordon Gray and Thomas Wade. <laughs> so there's there's your think tank. Uh, and this is this this reads as a horror show that you know that they wrote to to sound good, right? But here's how they describe the IMF: the IMF classifies its activities into three categories: surveillance, lending, and technical assistance. So already right there, surveillance—they're <laughs> right. a bank. What the? Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. The IMF's key goal is to foster economic stability and global growth in such a manner that it staves off or at least mitigates the adverse impacts of economic crisis monitoring is the primary goal and surveillance is the manner by which the imf collects data and then uses it to assess the appropriateness of a country's economic policies and the likely impact on other nations so already right there like the appropriateness of other countries policies like isn't isn't that none of your fucking business what countries want to do Mm. in their own like 
Yeah, so we don't like the way that you run your economy and are nationalizing your industry because we want to exploit it. So we're going to surveil you to find out if you're being appropriate or not. So it continues here. The IMF also provides policy advice aimed at crisis prevention. Yeah, right. A country may have sound internal economic policies, but could still benefit from assistance in global, in global macroeconomic activities, including financial regulation or the flow of capital. The IMF also plays an important role in the global response to money laundering and terrorism. So, yeah, like we're we're the like the global bank police is basically what they're right. saying. But they they write all that as though like that makes the IMF look good, right? <laughs> <laughs> what cracks me up? These people are so fucking twisted. They like don't understand that like when they say the quiet part out loud that we're all horrified by it. it to them, it's just like and this is you know the thing with the IMF and and they're always at the center of a lot of like loony conspiracy theories where it's like oh well the jews are taking it like it's funny because like people who believe in like you know the fucking illuminati or like the global elite they'll always pin it on shit like that but they just never they they can find like the right uh, starting point but they never come to the right conclusion like they come super close it's you know it's like it's like that scene in hot fuzz at the end where simon Pegg gives like the whole rundown where he concocts this amazing like like dot connecting story about like this big conspiracy and then they're all like oh no you know we just like that that guy she had that woman had an annoying laugh and like we didn't like that clown the way he looked like it was just like they, they never look at the more simple explanation for for these things and it's just it's global capitalism like global capitalism fuels all of this all of this cooperation quote unquote between all of these countries who you know are all being led by the US and it and it's fucking pursuit of complete you know global capital domination and stealing resources from countries that don't uh go along with that like Venezuela just you know if if there's a country that doesn't believe in that hegemony they're going to fucking just you know do everything they can to discredit them and 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 you know eradicate them well, and it's interesting well, and because lo- one of the articles that I was reading about um, the IMF and criticisms of it, it was talking about some of the conditions that they require for their loans. Um, so one of them was allowing failing firms to go bankrupt, which I found really interesting. We don't <laughs> right. Like no, we do that, that all the time in the U.S. <laughs> That's really funny. Another one. Oh, they must um, was... have never let money to the United States before then, have they? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then structural adjustment, privatization, deregulation, reducing corruption and bureaucracy. And I just thought, I mean, so, I, you know, again, neoliberalism, <laughs> right. you know, is, is one of the requirements. Because um, nothing prevents corruption like deregulation. Right, right. No, of course not. <laughs> God damn. Just, just, it's just unreal. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that that's you know, of course we knew they would, and and you know there was a change in regime in in Ecuador, you know that that also facilitated it. But of course that was because it was a much more IMF friendly uh, president that that was elected, and unfortunately Assange was, uh, you know, his days were numbered at that point when the writing was on the wall already. Um, well, this election just happened. The Assange backstabbing was two years ago, but the guy who everyone thought was on the left like he was already people knew that he was caving into world pressure to turn over assange and they knew that you know getting money from the imf happening at the exact same time was a good sign that you know he was turning over the keys already so when people said that you know he he was conceding defeat from a you know unexpected challenger I was like, this guy. This guy threw in the towel a long time ago. Right. Like he knew this was going to happen, and he doesn't. He knows that if he sticks around, they're going to have a coup and take him out. So, right, right. well, and who they've got in now? He's a millionaire banker, right? 
Oh yeah, the, he's, the they just one. you know yeah. <laughs> they cut out the middleman. No, no middleman <laughs> now. <laughs> Again, like you know, people always say late stage capitalism, and I, you know, I obviously I'm like this is just this is just capitalism, you know, from from start to end. But it is funny now. Just this is just this is the beginning. Right. We're still yeah. in the beginning. It, it's only been around for about four hundred years. Right. Right. And hopefully the end also. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. Um, but it, it is funny to see just how how I, I think that there is some sense of like getting too big for their britches where it's like there is no they they don't feel any need to hide behind like the middleman at all anymore in, in almost every situation it's just like you know you no longer hire the lobbyist that lobbies for the banks you hire the former banker as the treasury secretary or you know you like mm-hmm. and with with you know with trump and with biden's administration you just go right for the, fu- you, the you don't hire the lobbyist for the defense industry you got you hire the guy that's sitting on the board of raytheon currently is now our secretary of defense like that's just you know there's just no fucking thought given at all to fucking like you know uh, trying to pretend to not be as corrupt as possible and it's also i think because especially in the case of the democrats they know the media will let them get away with it a hundred percent like i i guarantee you nobody who's not on twitter or you know like very in touch with actual left-wing politics could tell you that our current defense secretary Austin was literally a fucking board member of Raytheon when he was appointed. And they had to, they had literally vote on a special waiver in Congress to allow him to serve as defense secretary because there was a, a law on file that you couldn't do that so soon after leaving private industry or after leaving the military. Excuse oh, me. A waiver, a waiver, an ethics I got waiver, a hall pass an ethics waiver. To be here, yeah, a fucking ethic. Like imagine just with a straight face giving an ethics waiver to some on, on uh, something like that. That's that fucking blatantly corrupt. But yeah. So anyway, and and almost every fucking Democrat and Republican voted for it, but. Regardless. Speaking of the the mm. media giving a free pass to some people, did you want to talk about Harris and that montage? Oh, uh, oh yeah, we don't want to miss yeah, that. Let's, let's um, do that, and then this is up. this is somebody did a really good uh, mashup of of all of uh, Kamala's fake tears for kids in cages when, in fact, she really wanted to be cackling and laughing about it. Right, right. So here's here's the clip from that. President Joe Biden said that he's putting his vice president in charge at the southern border. To handle the biggest surge in migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border in 20 years. We're now seeing vivid images of babies, children being put in cages, Chris. We have children in cages. They have had a policy of having babies in cages. Putting babies in cages. Putting babies in cages. Babies in cages. Babies in cages. Babies in cages. Babies up in cages. First day one, get those babies out of those cages. I will release children from cages. Get rid of the private detention centers. The first thing I'm going to do is to shut down these private detention centers. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> Kamala Harris said babies in cages is a human rights abuse. This is a challenging situation. Very challenging situation. Okay, look, it's a huge problem. Well, now we're going to go from babies in cages to babies with their mommies in cages. When you got babies in cages, I went down after the debate because of this administration's policy. So how is this any different? This is not kids being kept in cages. The CBP facilities, Border Patrol facilities, HHS and ORR shelters as an intake site. Plastic pods, a refugee resettlement facility, migrant processing center, a wall of cabinets. Is it kids in containers instead of kids in cages? I know that we always get into the fun of labels around here. 
once these children enter this facility, they do not see the light of day. Some absolutely we will go down to the border. <laughs> Looks like any prison or jail that I have visited during the many, many years that I was a prosecutor. Why hasn't the vice president visited yet? Visited the border? I have before. And I've been down to the border. Pamela, what are your thoughts on this? I walked down the road and got on a, a ladder. Got a ladder. I climbed a ladder and I looked over the fence. And I'm going to tell you what I saw. But I'm going to tell you guys what I saw. I saw children lined up like they're criminals being led into barracks. Are we looking at overcrowding, particular of these kids? Yes. yes. And immediately on day one when elected, I will end it. We've been in office less than 100 days. Are we frustrated? Are you frustrated? Yes, we are. Are you enjoying the job? And then we got to go. <laughs> yes or no? I am enjoying this job. So it, fuck you. I know. So so, ghoul. so it actually in between the video cuts back and anytime she says babies in cages is from 2018 or 2019 uh, for people that are just listening obviously and and obviously every other time it's you know migrant detention facilities or processing facilities or uh, it's a really tough situation you know she's def- of course this is Kamala Harris's MO. I, I do one funny thing from the video though I don't know one of the clips where they're all visiting the border Pete Buttigieg is in the background just looking like a serial <laughs> killer <laughs> like. <laughs> And it just like holds on him for a minute after she walks off frame. It was a very, God, it was like a Coen Brothers shot. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but no, so, but, um, yeah, I mean, this look, this is, you know, she did the same thing with Medicare for All. And she let, or, or, you know, even the fucking hammering Biden, you know, rightfully about his, his support of segregation in the 70s. And when she was asked about it by Jimmy Fallon, she was like, oh, come on, you know, that I don't actually, like, basically she was like, you know, I don't actually care about that. It's all politics. Like, you know, this is who she is. And this is why she had to drop out of the presidential election because she was polling at fifth in her home state. Like people who have been around her know what a fucking fake and what a liar she is. And now she's... And not just dropped out, she dropped out three months before the Iowa caucus. Right. Right, because she was polling so so pathetically in her home state, which is like a fucking slam dunk for a sitting senator to win their home state. Like, God, can you imagine if like Bernie was polling in fourth in Vermont, like during the primaries, they'd be like packing in. It's fucking. This is a joke. Like it's over. Um, slaughtered. Right. So yeah, you know, just she's such a fucking psychopath. She really is. It's unbelievable. Just dead behind the eyes, but. That's our vice president. We're we're one we're one tri- trip on the stairs away from her becoming our president. <laughs> one Air Force, one staircase so I, away. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna uh, save the ACA stuff we were to talk yeah, about we'll, to uh, next week, so we can get out of here. But I did want to one quick little thing. Getting back to Fukushima, could you imagine if North Korea was about to dump hundreds of millions of tons <laughs> oh of radioactive God. We'd be, water we'd, we'd into have the, the ocean. Fucking, the, 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 the fucking fleet would be at their fucking, at the gates with the fucking missiles pointed at them. Like, it would not even be, <sighs> right. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable how we have, a, we have a Navy that could enforce every maritime law to protect the oceans, you know, prevent overfishing the oceans are expected to be completely barren in the next 50 years but we don't do that because we want to spend all our money on an airplane that can't fly right <laughs> right now it's only what like nine billion dollars that's not that much nine trillion dollars excuse Wait, me um are you guys implying that we have two different systems one to protect people no, that no, we not want at all. to not and... at all. i don't know why no. we're yeah, so the the F thirty five is currently at uh, one point seven trillion. Okay, trillion, yeah, right, on right. That. 
and, and it doesn't work. It doesn't fly. Which again, one point seven <laughs> trillion. Can't even on conceptualize just this plane. how big a trillion is. Like it, it's it, it's an unfathomable about uh, uh, unfathomable amount of money. So um, this is this is you know every order of magnitude is harder and harder for people to, to process, right? But just to tell you the difference between let's say a millionaire and a billionaire, um, a million seconds is I believe twelve days, right. and a billion seconds is thirty-one years. <laughs> right, right. So the difference between twelve days and thirty-one years. Right. And and a, and a trillion is a thousand mi- a billion. So that's just try to wrap your head around that. Um, they could house every homeless person in this country, you know, with something really nice, and still have tons, like at least a trillion left. Right, right. One aircraft carrier, one aircraft carrier, five billion dollars is all it would take to house every person without a house. Uh, by the way, a trillion seconds would be thirty-one thousand years. Just, just as, just, just as a, as, as a, as an, as, as a um, contrast with how many days versus, <laughs> right? Fuck. I mean, right? Unbelievable. Um. All right. So, well, on that note, um, <laughs> we gotta get at it. We always end on that note. We gotta, we gotta start ending <laughs> a on different a different note. note. We're, we're gonna then, try G flat next time. Then eternal Armageddon. Right. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, on that note, um, we will uh, be back next week. If you want to support the show, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash moveleftidiots. Patreon.com slash moveleft. Merch is at tinyurl.com slash moveleftpod. LaDonna, what's your uh, Twitter? At Polybent, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T. Right, and you have your your friend's uh, GoFundMe for medical expenses is is your pinned tweet right now, right? Yes, it's my pinned tweet. Okay. Yeah, please check yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Share. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Share it out. Um, yeah, I'm at t- on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter as always at Bikes Slutty. Yeah. See you next week.